moments will be lost in time. Like tears. Billy, I I like that you sort of like started yeah. it, and you you kind of you said we had a guest, and the, as if you were gonna like take the lead and sort of introduce <laughs> her to what we were doing, yeah. and then you just went like stone cold silent yeah. and made Rachel just flail around for a while. I was expecting you know like a hello or something, and like hey, I'm Rachel. I don't know. I think she, she did, did say yeah. hi, and then you just <laughs> gave I'm really having a panic alone, attack. Right? right? I'm building an atmosphere. It's like he pushed you out between the curtains in like a full auditorium full of people. Anyway, yeah, Rachel has permanently joined the show. What? So. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not if you make me watch more movies like this. I'm I'm legitimately excited that, because this will be the first one where someone has outright like disliked a film. Mm -hmm. We've all like kind of at least been lukewarm on a movie so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I don't know. But you I, hated the guest. I hated it, and I have, like, some context. Like, I wanted to make notes as to, like, how much I knew going in and then what I, like... Because I watched it on my computer, and during it, like, I have, obviously... I was multitasking, Michael, and, like, looking up on IMDb Let's. certain things, you know, like, who the fuck directed this? Um, and so I have all those notes, but the, all my notes are chronological because, as you heard me... On Twitter, I was just like, oh my god, I can't wait for this to be over. (laughs) (laughs) So should we, before we talk about it, Billy, should we uh, describe what the movie is? Absolutely. Before we actually give the premise, I want to tell the listeners the way, I I want you to tell the listeners the way you first described this movie to me, because I think it was perfect. Uh, It's like if they made a sequel to Captain America. But they did it as an 80s B-movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how I saw it. <laughs> I think it the words you. John Carpenter were uh, also used. Yeah. It's like if John Carpenter made a sequel to um, Captain America and he only had like a $2 million budget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But then what's the official premise? So, I, I guess the, the official premise is that uh, a, a family uh, loses their son, who is a soldier. Not loses, he dies. We just can't find him. <laughs> Where's my son? I can't find him. I just had him, I swear to God. Hide and seek champion. Um, he, he, their son dies. He was a soldier. And they're like dealing with that grief. And then a mysterious stranger who, who knew uh, their son from the military shows up on the door and starts uh, helping them out in, in killing their way. <laughs> it's a heartwarming tale. Well, the trailer it doesn't... Because if... my context for like... I saw the trailer and it presented me with one story and I was like not really interested but I thought I had an idea as to what it was and then 
I forget which one of you sent me the recut trailer, like a fan-made trailer or something like that. And it it certainly makes the movie, it represents the movie better, but I'll get into my issues as we go. <laughs> I liked it just because of the fact that it was the, it literally felt like a crit, like Dan Stevens really did feel like Captain America on so many guns. <laughs> you you were about to say steroids, weren't you? But that's Captain America. That's the exactly. movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, like, that's that, just yeah, straight up Captain America. America. But no, he yeah. just has. I love Dan Stevens so much. Is that the main guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Beast. <laughs> he just looks like a low rent Alexander oh, yeah. Skarsgård to me. I mean, there's nothing low rent about him. Who the fuck is Dan Stevens? Though? Is yeah. he in other things? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been yeah. in other things. He's he's good. I like him a lot better than Alexander's. I like him a lot better than um, Chris Evans, actually. which is thanks. Yeah. Oh, really? Ooh. I'd put him neck and neck. As far as, like, blandly attractive. Like, white, like, yeah. <laughs> Saltine <laughs> boys. <laughs> yeah, they're about, I would put them around the same level. I don't know, Dan, Dan Stevens ha- just has that nice sociopathic quality that really does it for me, though. Yeah, I thought he was very, uh, very effective as, like, a um, sort of a robotically charming kind mm-hmm. of person where you could see why people would like him, right? But he also definitely played it well by being uh, menacing <laughs> in how sort of cordial yep. he was, right? I like his weird southern British accent. Like- that yeah, made me yeah, so yeah. happy. It was, uh, <laughs> it was very all-American. Or not. I don't know what I'm talking about. It really wasn't I don't... <laughs> I just didn't really know what to expect, because like, when the title card hit, I was like, okay, this has very, like, you're right, like a B-movie, like a cult-following type movie. Like, with mm-hmm. the, the... It was very similar to... Uh, what did I write down? Uh, it, like the conjuring has that kind of like like this is the title of the movie and this is how you're supposed to feel about it mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like it just slams on a screen and it's like yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. and from that point on i honestly just had a bad time because uh billy did you say you and amelia watched rings because it had the same problem where the like the uh not the uh, protagonist woman, but a main character. First thing she fucking does. Sorry, am I allowed to curse on here? Yes. Is that an emphatic <laughs> yes? <laughs> That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't know who my audience is. But uh, yeah, first thing she does is let a strange man into the house with her while she's by herself. She's letting an American soldier who fought for oh her country that, into the house. That's, that's no excuse. The movie, though, is that white people are so fucking stupid that they can't <gasps> see yes. that this guy's a murderer. <laughs> the things that I cannot Everybody say. Everybody in this movie deserved to die. <laughs> Except maybe the daughter. But, like, the little brother, I was like, um, can we fucking murder him, too? Because he's a little shitbag. Everybody in this movie was detestable Man. to me. Yeah, I, I love the Luke. little brother. Uh, you're right. Everybody deserved to die, but I, but I thought the little brother and uh, oh, what's her name, Mika Monroe's character were great. I really liked the little brother's relationship with him, with David. But 
I for like me, that just falls into the whole thing of like what I felt about this movie, and it's just like it's oh, where's my. It was like if you took, it's like he wanted to make like drive fucked Jason Bourne and a little bit of oh. had maybe like a thing with Kingsman. That's enough. That makes oh, so much drive sense. that works. Yeah, that works just the, as well as John Carpenter, Carpenter's Captain America. But that's America. the thing. It's it's like a bad version of Drive because you've got a dynamic character with like motivations and like moral like a a moral situation he has to decide or like it's a real movie and the music is pertinent in its like soundtrack and then in this movie it's like they make no distinction between diegetic sound and non-diegetic sound so sometimes the music's coming from in the scene and sometimes it's soundtrack but there's just always music playing and it's always very on the nose as to how you're supposed to feel in that moment mm-hmm. and I was just like stop it stop telling me how to feel and like <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like it didn't, it would have been so much creepier if it wasn't so heavy handed, especially in the music, because you know, pretty much from the get go, this guy is creepy. He's the worst kind of person. (laughs) Like he's like the most dangerous demographic. She just lets him right in. And I don't know. It's just, just the stupidity of all these people. And then there was, for me, there was like no payoff. Like the movie didn't even have, a reason and nothing was good enough to be like Kingsman where like you have the pub fight and it's cool and it's like everything in that movie is shot so awesome and then this movie is like is are we supposed to think of him as creepy especially that he's hitting on this girl who they make a point of saying is over 18 and legal but you know still have her being the daughter who lives at home like the whole thing is just like I don't know what the intentions are of this and how I'm supposed to feel and what the story even is because I hate everyone. They're all making stupid choices. And then in the end, there was there was really no point to it all. I just felt everything was just so un- unsatisfying. I, I would say, I think the reason why I had no issue with her letting a stranger into the house was because the family was still dealing with their son dying, right? And I think the fact that he mentioned he was a friend of her son. Mm-hmm. Um, that helped. And also just, I think, as you see sort of throughout the movie, the way everyone sort of reacts to him in the mm-hmm. family is as if it, their son has returned, basically. You know what I mean? So I didn't have any issue with her just letting a stranger in, you know? Because you're a guy. Yeah. That's I woman say, rule 101. Yeah, like Maybe. <laughs> women's intuition would have kicked in right then and there when she when like she was like, oh, I was a friend with your son. It's just like, okay, how, when, where, why, who, what, what? Like you well, asked like all these questions and yeah. like he answered none of them. They didn't ask him shit. Like, they were just like, oh, yeah, you can take, you know, Caleb's old room. Who are you, though? Like, who are you, though? I actually agree with her. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Well, no, I think, I think, uh, I don't necessarily think that that's wrong, but they definitely, like, point it out. I think the daughter is very suspicious Mm -hmm. about, like, why they're letting some stranger in the house. And I think it's the parent. I mean, even the father's a little suspicious at first. Well, that's what, I think it speaks to their privilege, and that's this whole thing of, like, even how they're representing the military, like they show this guy coming back and he's super good looking and he has sick abs and he has Jason Bourne moves. 
Meanwhile, the military like actively preys on young men of color and you don't come back after murdering innocent like people for their oil as like a superhero. You come back a broken fucking person. And so they just like the view of the military was just so white and like conservative. And I think that's like their privilege and their I wouldn't dream of someone in the military. You know, a lot of rape happens in the military and. That's a huge problem that they don't address. So nobody even thinks of any of this. They just think, like you said, oh, he's a friend of our son. And if our son is a good person, he must be a good person, even though somebody hints later that the son's not a good person. They're like, oh, you know what he was like. So I think it is stupid. I think it, it, it makes sense for the character choice because the characters are stupid. But I just think for me... As a woman and knowing like all the dangers in my own personal situation, especially like she says her daughter is sleeping upstairs. Like, what the fuck, woman? What are you doing? But to your point about it, it uh, sort of glorifying the military. And he's like this ripped country boy with blue eyes who's who's like an American hero. You don't think that that's subverted at all? Like you yeah, say, I mean, they, if, if I can like just jump over you for a second, Michael. Um, I, like, for me, like, you're 100% right with all the statements about privilege and how twisted he is. But I think the main point for for me watching it was everything about the movie is telling us that that David is a villain. Like, the music is telling us that. The shots that get him just staring at nothing are telling us that. The scenes where we see him murdering people... <laughs> Mm-hmm, is but telling that's us all that. contradicted but, by how we're, they, they shoot him and how we're supposed to feel about him. No, no, but he, and, here, but he, he just, also doesn't face any consequences. Like, one of the big things about violence in film, and especially in things like the Western, is that they never show the conse- consequences of killing. And so this guy, he goes through the whole movie, and it's basically like a, he's a quintessential video game character walking around killing people on his list without consequences, and there's no payoff, nothing happens to him. And it's just, and there's no reason, like, nobody even explains it. For me, it's just, like, an excuse to, like, try and say something, present some sort of deep possible commentary, which I think is still giving the director too much credit. But it's, it's just, like, it's an excuse to make a violent movie that looks like, that looks like a video game. It was, like, all these genres mashed together trying to look like something with aesthetic and with mood and to look like an art house film, but it was really just a glorified video game. But okay, the the part I was trying to make though was um was about how the like the family does like take him in and sort of not question him at all. It's about how how they react to him and as we as an audience kind of not I'm saying we as an audience, which is not correct in the way that now you have reacted to him. Mm-hmm. But and again, I think, you know, I am a white man watching this movie, so it's a different experience. Um, but I think the fact that, like, I'm watching this, I'm liking him, and I'm rooting for him, even after I've seen him kill people. Why were you rooting is, for him? Because he was being so great to this family. <laughs> he was helping them out. It really looked like he had their best interests in heart. And I think that, like, the the point of the movie was to twist that, to twist how I was feeling about the characters, about how I wasn't necessarily second-guessing or questioning the characters, even though all these signs were there. 
I think that does speak a lot to the differences of obviously our contextual viewing because I think a lot of the male audience would see him being again the he looks like all you'd have to do is shave his head and he'd be like almost every video game protagonist is like a Mm -hmm. white guy with the five o'clock shadow with no hair but he for a lot of men he's going to be a very neutral person for men to project onto and to and this guy who is solving all the problems with violence as opposed to again in drive where you've got ryan gosling who's trying to do everything to not like he doesn't want to use violence because he knows he's capable of it and in this one me seeing him like the instant he goes to the door my brain goes well that's like he's fucking scary like that's like i just know that he's a bad guy and I, I don't know, I have these stats in my head and I, I just know things like when you have a non-biological male, so this guy, you bring him into your house, the risk of like abuse of your children goes up by 30%. And for a mother, I don't know, I just still think the whole thing is just based on this glorification of the military and of like military men. And but I think it's mocking that glorification of it. Yeah, I think it subverts it. I think it I think that's definitely present for sure, but I think it's it's trying to make the opposite point. Like it it is presenting I think that's him giving as... the director way too much credit because from like when I got through like most of it, I looked up the director and I saw that he's the one who directed fucking Death Note. I'm like he does not have the cultural uh, and emotional intelligence I, in my opinion, to say something like this, if he's like in like and looking at his stuff, I'm just like, I don't believe it. And I don't see it as being subversive. I see it as an excuse because I, I don't need to see another movie of men going around killing women. And it doesn't it didn't say anything to me. Like, what is it that subverts it? Because you said you liked him and he's the villain, but that that happens in a lot of other films. So what specifically in this makes you like specifically subverts like the idealization of the white American, like military hero. Well, I would say the fact that he came back from war and literally tore not his family, but the, the sort of nuclear family apart, like literally killed most of it. I I, I think the, end of it when he when he absolutely like collapses as a character and literally like destroys those he was protecting and like like how like absolutely kind of sick it is at the end when like uh what what was the son's name luke yeah at, at the end when luke kills david and david like gives him a proud thumbs up it's almost like like this is an absolute sick and grotesque moment and it's hurting luke so much but like in David's view, in the, like, rah-rah view, it's like, whoa, good job. But it's not really something but to celebrate. But he's not held accountable because they say, uh, where's it, Broyles says to the sister in the car, that's <laughs> lame that. to me. And, uh, he, and he's made to look like, you know, like he's shit at his job, and we all know he's the quintessential, like, federal agent, so that pissed me off. But he says to her that, like, it's he's programmed to do this and he couldn't stop even if he wanted to so yeah 
that's taking away for me accountability. Like that's like saying that for me, it's trying to like excuse the people who fuel the like American imperialism, like Mm -hmm. by, and again, by not showing that like the majority of people who are damaged by this system are young men of color who are recruited because they have no other fucking options because of what's happened to them like systemically. And instead we've got this guy who comes back and he murders everyone and they're like, oh no, he was programmed to do it and he couldn't help it and he doesn't die, he doesn't get his comeuppance as opposed to like somebody who actually does struggle with PTSD and who doesn't want to be that way. I just think if the if that's the message they wanted to send, I just feel like they made a a fight shoot 'em up movie and I don't think if that was the message that it reached nearly enough people because I just don't think it's I don't think I just don't think he he had that intention at all. I don't know what I'm saying now. I'm just like pissed off by this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would say that uh, to me, I believe that that was the intention. That's definitely what I got from it. Is that they were showing that war fucked this guy up, right? And obviously, it was done in a uh, uh, not the most tasteful manner because it is like it's a genre film. It's like a, straight up a B movie, and uh, and I didn't, I don't know, I didn't expect it to be to to be done in unnecessarily tasteful manner but i don't also i don't i don't think it it's offensive in any way at all i don't i've been talking a lot i'm gonna take a <laughs> take a <laughs> you guys say things no i'm uh, sorry i'm just like it's like this is a different conversation than i expected but i'm so glad it's this conversation because it's so much more worthwhile <laughs> um it's like i i even kind of look at the programming aspect as not like a justification for why he gets away with it but more like even like, and I know you're saying he wasn't smart enough to make this point as a director, but like, even if you're saying that like he, like, just the way all men are programmed by society, like he's a symbol of the patriarchy, and then the way he just kind of like walks away at the end is like, yep, didn't actually defeat it, but it's out there and it will destroy us. Like, that's, that's what I took away from it. What do those who didn't go to ENSS high school <laughs> think of it? Inche, oh, you're, <laughs> you're, you've just been listening to three high school friends argue for a while. Yeah, so. seriously, I'm like, oh my god. Um, That's why way, we can Rachel's, talk to each other. Rachel's like that. hardcore. So. <laughs> I'm a social. I, <laughs> I honestly thought of it in like the most innocent of ways, just because of the fact, like, I get, I get what everyone's saying. I really, very much do. But my tiny little film mind, my the, the little part of my brain over here. I kind of looked at it in like the ways of him bar like Adam Wingard like kind of borrowing from other genres and like other like like other movies just to like kind of bring the vision inside because it's it it reminisces like the home invasion movie and it also reminisces like Halloween and Terminator where like you can't keep the villain down and especially like in Halloween where like he comes back at the end, and that pissed me off so. It's very oh, Halloween, God. 
I mean, even in just the first, like, the first shot is, like, a jack-o'-lantern. Exactly. And, and like, even they, like, cut jack-o'-lanterns, too, like, in the middle of the movie. And the whole mm-hmm. thing is set, like, around Halloween. So I was just, It's like, a holiday film. Yeah. And, like, I even was, like, did he, like, stay there for a year or a couple of weeks? <laughs> I was, like, it, didn't she go to a Halloween party and then it was Halloween dance? So I was, like, how long did this? This town celebrates. This town has it's several Halloween-based uh, Halloween events town on their surprise. calendar. Apparently, it's Halloween town. Yeah. Um, but no, I I really thought of it like in the most innocent of ways. But I do understand the fact that like bringing a man in your house that you do not know, like in my person of color mind, would be like. Absolutely not. You need to go back to where you came, especially if he told me that he ran to my house. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> He's like, you ran all the way here. Do you want a glass of water? And it's like, no, absolutely not. But yeah, you ran all the way here. You can run back. <laughs> yeah, like go back to where you came. Like have the house drop on you. But go back from whence you came. <laughs> go be gone. <laughs> But, like, the only, I think the only person that, like, I actually hated, and I didn't hate Mika or whatever her name was, Billy. Like, I told you that I did, but I'm just like, I get your point now. But I hated, hated the mother with an extreme passion she was such for a thousand mother. sons. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the yeah. fr- She is the the least sketched main character, well, for sure. She's and Insha, uh, again, as you mentioned from your person of color point of view, did you notice that when the fucking, like, FBI agents show up while she's hanging her laundry, they have got, like, they're in tactical gear, earpieces, they've got, like, assault yeah. rifles, and she goes, oh, is there a problem? Yeah, that like, must be bitch. fucking terrifying to her. Like, a strange black man with a bald head comes up to you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the part that should be terrifying. She like, would be. Like, she's a suburban mother. That's The only other black people work on the military base. And I'm pretty sure there was, like, no black kids in that school either, so I doubt there's a black family around that area. So, like, that, including the guns, including the military gear, probably just floored her. And she was ready to just pack up and go, or be killed Mm -hmm. by somebody, because she was just like, well, this is how I die, guys. This is how I die. But, like, I, like, I, I hated her so much. Like, she let David kind of program her son without her knowledge that's another Mm. thing about the programming that really got to me because it was just like luke was getting programmed by david during the entire movie like from start to finish he was just like don't let any bully get you down and i fucking love the i love the life lesson of take a knife to school yeah i have that in all capitals (laughs) like because because if you get caught you know it's worth being expelled and sent to prison over this bullshit and I just felt I felt every single thing was predictable and every single thing was such a cliche and so on the nose and like, um, oh, hang on. I, oh, when I realized that her boyfriend was from John Dies at the end, because yeah. I saw him, I'm yeah. like, is that Sebastian Stan? Uh, it wasn't. Um, yeah, as soon as I saw that there was a little brother and there was, like, bullying, I'm like, okay, so uh, he's getting bullied at school, doesn't stick up for himself, has pent-up rage. The guy's going to show up, tell him how to use violence to solve his problem, and he's going to take it out on a kid, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I also have a note. Sound mixing See, is awful. I, I would agree with you if it wasn't for, like, 
the final turn, everything after the military shows up at the house kind of like just absolutely twists everything that David gave to the family up to that point. If it was just like, you know, he leaves at the end, it was like, job well done. This family loves each other now. So you mean what about yeah, the part that, where he that's... shot those two guys? Because that happened before that, and it did. also see, when he shot the friend's the, like... dad. <laughs> see, he's chaotic evil. He is, but there he... are those moments like when he's sticking up for Luke in the principal's office and like gets like expulsion down to like two weeks detention. Like I feel like that's enough of a hero moment for him. That's that not they a hero keep... moment. No, I know for it's me... not, but they keep redeeming him. But the thing is, I think ways. as also someone who's been in an abusive relationship, not this isn't like in a guilty thing or to make you guys agree because you guys, you guys don't fucking care anyways in that regard. But like I, I see the manipulation. Like I don't see him as doing that for. I don't like to me. It didn't look like he was doing anything for the family. He was doing it so that they owed him things. Because that's what manipulators do is that like later on they can say, but I did all this. So he was doing all these things so that they would feel that they owed him like that for him to stay. And that's what made me really uncomfortable because he's clearly emotionless. So he's not doing it out of any form of love. He's doing it out of like self gain and, and to, uh, you know, better his position. I think, he, you know, from the whole time, I think he. I don't know what training or the brainwashing thing, but I didn't see any of the things he did in any regard as acts of like her like hero heroism. I was getting the <laughs> emphasis wrong on that one. Like right out of the gate, like when he was talking to the mom, it was straight up emotional abuse. Like yeah. I knew your son. Your son was in the same platoon as me. And, like, a for a grieving mom, that's kind of just like, oh, shit, I got to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's immediately manipulative. And then it keeps going and going. Especially, like, oh, and when the, the, the scene with the dad, too. Like, when he's, when they're, drunk like, both the drinking. Yeah. And he's all that- sweaty and quite obviously drunk. Yeah, that whole scene was well, so I don't think uncomfortable. The dad's sober throughout the entire film. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I like. It's very. It's very dad of him to constantly be wanting to have a beer with David. <laughs> like he constantly you want a beer? is offering. Him you want a beer? Yeah, I can have a drink. You want a drink? You can have a drink. Um, and then I have a note that like, uh, oh yeah, the boyfriend asks, uh, "Why don't you like him?" And my note says, "Bitch, I said five words to him." Uh, and then <laughs> when he's talking to the kid. Uh, the Luke, I guess, whatever the fucking kid's name is. Um, he's telling him about the Pythi- Pythagorean theorem, and he's like, "Oh, you're pretty smart." I'm like, "He just <laughs> told you the math equivalent yeah. of the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. It's the only yeah, thing people was... remember. Doesn't make him smart." <laughs> the Pythagorean theorem is in Wizard of Oz, for God's sake. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, like that's oh. that that wasn't that was. A dumb screenwriting cliche, if there ever was one. And the blowjob shot, another fucking cliche. Um, I don't understand how anyone in this world doesn't know white men are the worst. Uh, uh, See, the, you, you're pointing out so many things that I honestly didn't even think of while I watched it. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's A, making me feel like the biggest fucking mark in the world. <laughs> and B, like, I... I don't know, I still feel like that was, 
I feel like that was intentional, but I feel like I feel like you outsmarted the movie. <laughs> I'm too smart for the movie. I don't know. It's just I have things like uh, the aesthetic is inconsistent. Even the style they shoot it in is inconsistent. Like the I didn't know what was going on. Uh, says oh I, my one note. You guys are gonna laugh. It says is that Preston? And then underneath it says it fucking is because it was um what's his name from Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, oh, he gets yeah. shot in the desert. I'm like that's fucking Preston. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, he's uh, oh, I wrote her boyfriend is from J date, which I am realize is a Jewish dating service, I think, but it's John dies at the end. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. Um, and then when he was running away, when he was reloading the gun, this was the only part I liked of the movie, just like independent of everything else was when he was taking so slowly to reload the gun. And then when he shot him, mm-hmm. the hat flew off. I thought that was really cool. But yeah, in my I like notes, that. I said, yeah, zigzag, man, a zigzag, man. Have you never seen Animal Planet? Serpentine. You got to go <laughs> in a serpentine pattern. Um, and then I have a note when she came, when the daughter came out in like that black uh, long sleeve dress, I wrote, uh, I want that outfit. I wrote that too. <laughs> I got that down too. And then when they were carving the pumpkins and he like whips out the butterfly knife and starts doing it, I'm like, that's not a serrated knife. <laughs> like that probably would work. <laughs> I would have loved a scene of just him poorly carving a pumpkin. <laughs> I cannot get the trees. We could kill everyone in the world. It's real German for a scene. <laughs> it's an Eddie Izzard reference. And You're I, an Eddie Izzard reference. I pretty much am at this point. Oh, and I no, thought that right, when they not. first show the daughter and she's mm-hmm. asleep, she's having like, oh, you know, she's she just she works she sleeps late because she has to go to work. And they show what she's sleeping in and how she's sleeping. I'm like, bullshit. she would be like in just panties if anything sprawled out like the girl was wearing knee socks to nap like (laughs) women are disgusting like this dad won't pay the heat (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't i think i i think they're compression socks and she has really bad (laughs) 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 oh the one note i have it says that millennials and black people are the solutions to against like white imperialism <laughs> because like the kids were that's a note like, you put for every movie though pretty much but that's the thing they were like oh let's see who he's calling take pictures of his phone can you reverse look up these numbers for me and then broils and then he died but like nobody else even thought to fucking google it well dad was too busy getting drinks you want a drink you gonna I'm who's thirsty drinking. you gonna get a drink, you want a drink? <laughs> all right can we just take a break for a moment and appreciate dan stevens coming out of the shower I want to- <laughs> uh, like, that part's great with like the music at yeah. the same time. How she has to like lean against the wall from like her epic like horniness afterwards. She was just like, oh lord. <laughs> it's like a wave, <laughs> just a wave of horny. Knocked Dude, her back. It smells like axe in there. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to prefer. I prefer to think that he was coming out of the shower after, or coming out of the bathroom after. That's why it was all steamy in there. Shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got his shirt off like George Costanza. He's like, oh, God, it's, don't go in there. Oh, gross. And then she went on in. And then she went in. <laughs> yep. You know who I thought Dan Stevens was? I thought he who? was, because um, I looked up his IMDb page and just looking at his current headshot, I thought he was the, um, oh, God. Did you ever see Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield? He, I yeah. thought he was the boy from that because he has, like, the similar eyes. Ah. Uh... 
I think that I think he is dead. <laughs> yeah. He was oh, on Sequest. Because he was in something. that Sequest, uh, yeah, with that doll. <laughs> with that one doll. Oh, what's it? He's got, <laughs> Hang a, on, he's got a weird name. I'm doing Look him right. up. Uh, Jonathan Brandis. Oh, yeah, Jonathan he is Brandis. And <laughs> <laughs> should have been following that boy for years. Yeah, he's very, very dead. <laughs> hey, Billy. Billy, cut out the parts where we laugh when she says this. <laughs> a thing I I did like about the movie was how kind of grounded to small town mediocre life it was. Like things like the dad uh, like offering everybody a beer every time he stood up. And when Luke is getting bullied and one of the bullies says, "That's right, bitches." It's the most pathetic thing I've ever seen all those kids were like he doesn't say it with any power at all it's so like cringe worthy and i'm like that's just accurate to high school i did enjoy that it had a very rural town aesthetic like the fact that their house was actually like down a country road you know Mm -hmm. what i mean I, i i thought that was uh neat setting wise you know for those of us that didn't see through david the whole time i mean yeah okay everyone here knew that he was a bad guy the whole time but when did he become absolutely unredeemable uh i would say when he kills the mom that's eh? what i have down but i mean that was unnecessary uh, see evil, that though she was terrible <laughs> yeah. doing favor. i'm sorry I, I, I didn't want to say when he when he kills the dad because that's actually the one i think but uh because the mom's kind of useless she's so character. useless uh, the dad was but i don't know it's a it, the questions because that's the first time that he's think... like turning inwards on the family like, I honestly, yeah. d- like, it didn't change my opinion of him when he killed the guys in the desert, because it's like, yeah, well, he's, you know, he's a, he's a murderer, but he's, he's still looking out for the family. So, that was the first time I was like, oh, okay, he's, he's bad news. When it might hurt so me. So it's like, yeah, it's like if, uh, it's sort of like a Lassie movie, if Lassie shot people. So you were fine with that, abs. but if Lassie turned on Timmy, then yeah, if Lassie had really sick abs. <laughs> but that's that's the American way, the though, isn't it? It's it's like mm-hmm. the voting for Trump and then realizing that he's taking away your health care. Well, what the fuck did you think he was gonna do? Like you only care when talking it about this you. movie with you guys makes me hate how myself of how I viewed it. Like, sorry, <laughs> you don't you don't have to, Billy. You don't have to dislike the movie. Like I totally understand what Rachel's saying, and I, and I, see I know, but it's no, what but you, she means. Like, but I, I still I like enjoy it. the movie I like as much that as it, I did. That it's doing this. I I like that it kind of put me into a conservative mindset, like not permanently, but just in turn in the well, context most, in the bubble of the film. Most most action movies are inherently conservative. Yeah. I mean, literally any action movie from the eighties, mm-hmm. like look at Die Hard or. Yeah. Like any, movie. <laughs> like Die Hard, Die Hard Two, Die Hard, die hard Three, <laughs> Die Hard. Actually, my, my first note here is that the opening it reminds me a lot of Rambo, with just like yeah. like the like the ex military guy running in like a, a midwestern Ooh, town. Gotta go fast. <laughs> well, it is funny you mention Rambo though, because I would say it's probably a, a, an example of a non-conservative action movie. Yeah, Rambo had PTSD, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Rambo yeah. 2 First Blood is a conservative one though because it's about going back and fixing Vietnam I think uh, you mean Rambo First Blood 2 I'm, I mean whatever that movie's called 
You know which one I mean. Which one do they go to space? Rambo in space. Uh, Rambo 4. <laughs> That's not a thing, uh, right? It should be. There is a Rambo 4. He doesn't Aww. go to space, though. He just blows people up with a machine gun. <laughs> Rambo 8, Star Wars. <laughs> Rambo 8, Disney, Star Wars. I don't think legally we can get away with this. <laughs> no, it's okay, because I know those Disney guys are good kids. So they're, they're good kids. <laughs> I see. So I, I would say. I actually agree with most of the points you're making, Rachel. I think where we differ is just, I think it's intentional. Mm -hmm. Same. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, Billy's changed his mind again. Flip flopper! The last person who spoke <laughs> <laughs> Billy's like a moth to a flame here. Incha, tell me what to believe. <laughs> I, I can't, I'm sorry. Because I don't know what to believe. I also have, where the fuck are the adults in this school? That this guy just turns around and like calls this guy the f bomb, and no teacher goes over and backhands him. Like, is this MSIP? Yeah, what class was that? It was like just put a bunch of kids in a room alone class. It was very. <laughs> I did weird. like that he broke the yardstick. I also did like that moment too, just for the sheer comedy of the line of like he called me a, mm, and then I broke a yardstick on his face. I think it was just because it felt like wrestling to me. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite moment in the entire film is when uh, David rolls those grenades in the yes. diner. And just the look on Dan Stevens' face when he does it, like, reluctantly yeah. blowing up. Sorry. Why did he shoot her then? I really like that, like, he was programmed to clean up all those loose ends, but you could tell he didn't want to. Like, he wanted them to stop him. Yes, I agree, yeah. I think that's that's why he left that gun next to uh, uh, Cedric Daniels. Royals, Rachel. I don't know. You know, it's fine. It's fine that we keep talking to you. You're the guest. That's okay. who we're supposed to talk to. Aesthetically, like removed from all context, even aesthetically, there wasn't anything that you liked or latched onto. I liked the. Uh, no, I'm trying to think of. He's. Uh, the guy who got his hat shot off because he's in a lot of shit, but I don't know his name. Joel David Moore or something like that? He was in, like, Avatar. The guy who kind of looks like an ant... Yes, that one. He looks like an anthropomorphized, like, animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So aesthetically, you just liked that he was in the movie? I liked yeah. him. Like, there's very little that I was like, oh, hey, like, I relate or I like this. Um, I just thought aesthetically it was inconsistent. And um, my friend who I was kind of bitching to while I was watching, she said it sounded like, uh, do you guys remember Swamp Water? When yeah. Suicide. Yes. Yeah. Is that what it, you, you guys call? The... Yeah, you go to a party and you don't, or like you get to the point where you don't have enough uh in all your bottles of pop so you just or soda for ninja uh you yeah you said pop, uh, pop. <laughs> and so like you mix them all together and it becomes like garbage water and yeah they're all in there but it doesn't make it any better like i just like i said it's like drive fuck jason Bourne, but they were just like so drive at some points and then so i don't know like mm, i'm trying to think if there's anything i would I liked, uh, minus the cornrows, I kind of liked the daughter, kind of, but, uh, like, her outfits are definitely shit I would wear, but it just seemed conflicted to me that, like, 
They don't even want her to say fuck in the house or drink when she's 20. But they mm-hmm. have this like 20 uh-huh. something na- half naked guy in there. He goes in her room and shuts the door. Uh, and her parents let her uh-huh. wear that shit, but want to control her swearing. Like it's just. Uh-huh. But I did like her outfits every time I saw them. Like, oh, that's definitely something slutty me would wear. <laughs> but I think I think you're right that uh, that that is something slutty you would wear. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that, that there's an incongruity between the way they're acting with this p- practical stranger and the fact that uh, Mika Monroe's character is like the only one who is at all sort of suspicious and sort of the way they treat her and even the way her like friends and, and boyfriend treat her but i think that's a feature not a bug like i think i think the movie takes her side you Mm -hmm. know what i mean i don't think it's it's on uh david's side i just wanted to talk about how pretty the whole end (laughs) sequence was that's what i wanted to talk about oh it was really pretty you talk about it yeah Yeah, i really i liked how uh how low rent it was like, (laughs) like i think it added a lot of like good like colors and lighting to to the movie and made it end on, like, a very strongly stylized note. I think that's where, like, the drive aesthetics and the music that they use throughout the film mm-hmm. kind of come together in a polite little way. Because, like, yeah. most of the music in here, it's kind of like, why, though? This is my brother's band. He's going to give us, he's just going to score the whole movie for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like. It really did. Especially, like, most of the synth pop stuff. I'm like, yeah, I really like this music. Did you really we know there's there? no music playing. We add that in post. <laughs> <laughs> but he did like the ending song with like the ending smoke and colors and driveness of it all. I, oh, I love it that all David yeah, like big air quotes died in a fake graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Seeing the R.I.P. and like the cross behind him when he dies. Um, yeah, I like the ending. I really like uh, it sort of comes together, I think musically at the end because antonio is playing and it's the better song on the the uh soundtrack or whatever but uh but i didn't i I guess i didn't really have an issue with the synth throughout because i think that was the vibe they were going for was carpentry yeah it just like i can deal with if you listen to something like um the drive soundtrack or even uh stranger things the music has character Mm -hmm. But you don't have to have songs with words. And that's part of like, I don't know, maybe this is part of me and audio, my own personal audio processing issues. But just like, when you have, it's like when you have a song that, or fuck, a movie that always has songs playing that have words or that are popular songs, kind of like Twilight, because they're established songs. Like, you kind of like, you assume how you're supposed to feel based on that rather than just having a soundtrack i don't know i just felt like mm-hmm. they were trying to promote somebody's band <laughs> you felt well i mean it, kind of all your your comments about it are that like the movie in general felt like it was trying to be manipulative i i, have... I just think it was pretentious and was <laughs> trying to be uh trying to say something that a white male director doesn't have enough, like he's saying what he knows as a white male American director, but that's 
just it's just evident that this whole movie was made by a white male director that's that's pretty much it there's just so many things and points of view and things that are not considered and i think it's just taking all this aesthetic from other people where it's already established and i didn't nothing in the movie surprised me like even the cuz you guys know i love horror i love violence but even this like i nothing shocked me or awed me or made me feel anything that i haven't i haven't seen anything in this movie that was not already existent in all the films it looked like mhm so you thought it really just didn't do anything new with it yeah like i think it definitely had opportunities and i would even say if you scored the movie differently i could feel in entirely different about it because even that scene where he's just sitting on the bed and staring into the camera that would like that would feel different to me and even like the ride home when he's in the car with her because like I don't know there are all these moments that are like it feels like they're supposed to be portrayed as romantic or emotional and I'm like he's a fucking manipulative psychopath but Uh I just think if you if it was the God, to sound pretentious, if it was the mise-en-scene and the actual what was visually seen and the performances and all that, rather than, like, so much music, that might even change how I feel about it. It's just, that was something I couldn't get past. And again, I have a lot of things where if I have multiple audio streams coming in at once, I can't always, I can hear them separately. I don't hear them blended as well. But... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I just think that using this type of music is, a, or in the way they did, was kind of a crutch for just letting the audience feel what they want to feel, whether it's what you're telling them to feel or whether um, it's, it's not. But don't just throw music over every single scene because you want to have like an ambiance or a vibe, like leave some, some quiet in there. For us to be creeped out. You know what I just thought about? It was kind of like, like, when you said Stranger Things, it kind of like popped into my head. This movie would have been so much better if it was shown only from Anna's perspective. Like, Mm -hmm. because of the fact that the music is her music. Yeah, that would make so much more sense. Like, no one else's... It's her mixtape, right? Exactly. Like, no one else in that... Like, no one else in the movie really has her music style. And she, like, listens to the goth rock and stuff like that. So if it was from her perspective... Like, it seems like the movie really wanted to take it from her perspective. And kind of... Yeah. And, like kind of they it like if and it also felt like it wanted to duel it like here's david's perspective of him being this like you know super soldier and then here's anna being like this you know suburban goth girl and it kind of just felt like if you put it into anna's perspective and let it show through her eyes especially when you know that obligatory like body shot of her on the bed and Mm. just and from there on it was just her point of view i think it would have been a much better and much stronger film just Mm -hmm. because of the fact that like it from a woman's perspective like her brother just died she has to go through a dude living in the house with her he's right there he's kind of hot she doesn't know what to do with it sure her boyfriend's about to go on tour like it has a lot of perspective from anna but you don't really under you don't really know it and don't really 
care because of the fact that David's there. Yeah, she just gets filtered into the the cliches of like, I never stop seeing my boyfriend. You can't tell me who to see. Exactly. It It feels like spoiled rich girl, like spoiled little suburban girl who like can't really like do anything else but just be like, and it's kind of like, I don't care. (laughs) But like, I like, I feel like if you just like, if you, if you geared the music, like, like, especially how Stranger Things does it, because it's kind of like, you kind of see it from, like, the music kind of goes from each and every one of the characters, and it has a special moment in mm-hmm. it. The only special moment in this, at the end of it, is literally the last song. Because the last song points so well yeah. with um, Dan Stevens' character. And it just, it makes so much sense. Everything else in this, like, even the, even the song that they played in the car, really nobody could give a shit about. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't connect with the scene at all. But I do understand your point. Like, especially, like, when you said Stranger Things, I'm just like, that makes sense. <laughs> After what you said with that, I kind of want to cut of the film that's all from the dad's perspective. And the music is all just, like, Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> I, You know what? You say that. I think it would make a hilarious short film <laughs> where it's just the scenes where he has, like, a beer with David, connects with it. And then a scene of him Finding at work, out the and guy's then he dead just and- dies driving <laughs> home. <laughs> Yeah. job because that guy died was murdered yeah and he just oh my god and then he, he's just killed by david on his way home and has no idea why <laughs> and that, that's <laughs> so sad so for sad. the dad that he's just like david what's up sad. and he's like i'm sorry what what Blam. <laughs> yeah he's a bad dad though i love how he came in the house after like when he found out and he just like threw his bag on the thing it's just like aren't you supposed to be are you happy or sad He's, 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 you know, a little of both. He's, he's, he's had. He's had. He's conflicted. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, it's almost, that's kind of it. It's like, a lot of this was very, he refers to him as like an ideal soldier. And it's almost like throwing off the black and white thinking that like, all military people are good. And like, you know, uh, yes. what, who are good and bad people because you have, say, like, this family who appear good because they're taking in this young man when really it's very selfish of them. And you can see that he, and he plays on that in that, uh, like you said, he, uh, Isha, that he, he's saying, I'm going to go. And he, he's very much in, like, it's almost like the, the negging version that, you know, the pickup artists do where they say something negative to a girl so she'll, like, try and prove them wrong. It's like, well, I'm going to go. Oh, no, please stay. Like, are you sure? I don't want to impose. And the more polite he is, the more they trust him yeah. because they think mm-hmm. he's polite and he's in the military. He's a good person. And they think they're good people. But, you know, it's all complicated. They have their own selfish reasons. And I don't know. It's like 20 times the nice guy syndrome. Because of the fact that he's in the military, it makes him the nicest guy because he's in mm-hmm. the military. Well, it's like in the at the party at one point, like that guy's like, "Hey, we support you." He didn't support enough to to enlist. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, not everybody. We can't all be neurotypical, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> also, how old was that girl? Was she like twenty two? The blonde or girl. Or the, the girl he fucked. Kristen, yeah. I don't know. She looked like a child. It looked like a mean girl's party. <laughs> she must have been at least like 
I'm hoping she's like older than 18 because I don't think he would have like I like you know what no I'm not even gonna say that I was like I'm, I'm not sure if he would have went through with that but he would have but like, well that's the, the thing when they they make such a point of obviously saying that she is 20 like yeah. I'm gonna be 21 yeah. in a month okay so you're basically saying that she's still jailbait she still looks and is being treated as a child and she's in a position of more or less being a child in her parents' house. But we're establishing that it's okay to objectify her because she's over 18. And it's almost like the more I think about it, it's more like when they have the shot of David looking directly into the camera. He's like saying to like the white Americans watching that saying like, I'm you in this situation. And, you know, making them look at their... I guess in that subvertive way you're talking about, Mike. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it can be thought of that way. It would be hilarious if you were like, you know what? I love this movie. <laughs> no, I still don't like it. And I, I believe you could no, make know, the argument and interpret it that way. But, mm-hmm. again, I just, I don't think that's what the director intended. But I think that is a, a good reading of it. Death of the author, my man. But I would also, I mean, without getting too much into the intent of the director. We don't know. Who you won't return my calls. That was exactly right. <laughs> exactly. I keep trying to call. I oh, I wonder why, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to talk about your stupid uh, fucking movie. Do we have to do we have to do yeah, any Yeah, don't you do the outro? Do we do an outro? No, I yeah. no, I feel don't we normally I, say we usually fade out. I want to put an intro on all the episodes because film runners we run all the films because it's faster than walking. Yeah, that's perfect. I'll just use that. If you if you use that for this episode, I would die.